Good afternoon, and welcome to the Texas Values Report, the fastest half hour in radio. And if you don't believe us now, you will in 30 minutes. So stick with us as we bring you the latest in pro-family, pro-freedom, and pro-life activities in the state of Texas. We hope you're enjoying your weekend so far, be it time spent with family, exploring the great outdoors, or enjoying a little downtime after a long week. And we know we're kind of in that that holiday cycle. You know, we've passed Halloween and All Saints Day, and now we're um, going fast toward um, Veterans Day and headed toward Thanksgiving. I'm seeing ads for uh, Thanksgiving turkeys everywhere lately, so we know we're starting to think about making travel plans and uh, getting out there and doing all that stuff. So anyway, things are getting busy, and we're not slowing down here at Texas Values. We're busy, and we're everywhere this weekend. And uh, we'll tell you more about uh, what we're up to here in a second. Um, you may recognize I'm not Jonathan Sines. I'm Andy Hogue, communicator. Director of Texas Values. And uh, Jonathan is down in Houston this weekend, and there's some obvious reasons. Uh, Jonathan is a lifelong, and I mean lifelong, Houston Astros fan. So he needs to be down in Houston. They're having a parade. Actually, they had a parade already Friday at 2, and there's all kinds of celebrations this weekend. But there's several other um, events that deal with faith and family that he's down um, there to attend and uh, make make uh, more alliances for Texas values and the fight for um, family values and pro-life policies. So we'll talk more about that here in a second. Um, no, we're not just about Austin. Sometimes we get a little ribbed for being Austin-centric, but we're all over the place. We were in Lubbock about uh, a month ago. We were in McAllen. Yes, our first trip to the uh, Rio Grande Valley was last week, and uh, that was a great experience, uh, wonderful hospitality, uh, great things to say about the people of McAllen. And so we're happy to um, – I'm up in Dallas this weekend getting to know the wall builders. Uh, they're having a little uh, conference, uh, not a public one, but just uh, a chance to get to know each other. And anyway, I'm enjoying my uh, company here. But anyway, we're uh, live from Dallas today, and we have uh, – um, not to belabor that point any longer, but we do have a, a special guest. And I think that's the reason most of you tuned in today. You might know him as Hercules. You might know him as Dylan Hunt. Oh, wait, I'm kind of a sci-fi nerd. I know him as Dylan Hunt uh, <laughs> from a show called Andromeda, one of Gene Roddenberry's uh, ideas that was uh, made to TV. But uh, Kevin Sorbo, and he's uh, more recently um, more famous to be known as the, the director of uh, God's Not Dead 1 and God's Not Dead 2, which have been just... Um, phenomenal successes in churches and in theaters and he's got a new movie out which we'll talk about here shortly and uh let's welcome uh kevin kevin welcome to the texas values report good to be here and i i was i did not direct god's not dead one but i was uh kind of a lead role in that one and god's not dead too i was not part of that one but my movie god's not dead definitely gave birth to god's not dead too so but uh it's good it's good to be here guys i'm on the road i'm doing a lot of uh a lot of publicity from my uh, new movie, Let There Be Light, and I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed at uh, the response from people on opening weekend last weekend, because we, you know, we're, we're, we're a small budget like God's on Debt was, but it's a wonderful movie, a $3 million budget, which is basically like catering on Pirates of the Caribbean, but we, um, <laughs> we opened a number two of all per-screen averages. We were the number two movie up against all these big multi-million dollar movies from Hollywood, and that's what we've expanded to 670 screens this weekend, and we need foot soldiers out there to keep this movie going, because I used to get stopped, as you mentioned, Hercules and Andromeda. People used to stop me all the time about those shows. Now I get stopped all the time because of Soul Surfer, What If, God's Not Dead, and people saying, please make more movies. Well, we made it, and here it is, and it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. You'll absolutely love it. People have been just raving about it online. It's, it's been quite a blessing. 
Well, Christian cinema has certainly come a long way, especially from, I think, Left Behind was one of the first, I think, big, uh, giant, uh, widespread releases we had, and just got uh, better from there, just sort of a renaissance in Christian filmmaking. Uh, faith films, I've heard them called. Uh, is that the proper genre term, Kevin? I think every movie is a faith film. Think about it. I mean, you know, it's huh. atheism is a faith. I mean, so uh, every movie, I think, pushes an agenda. It's just unfortunate that somebody coming out of Hollywood pushed a negative agenda. Uh, there's so many movies that I certainly don't want my kids to see. Look at television shows today. You know, I, mean, I don't mean to be a prude about it. I mean, I'm, I'm open to seeing all kinds of different type of movies, but uh, certainly for families, uh, people stop me all the time and say, please, we need more family-friendly movies, movies with a message, movies that have characters you can relate to and identify with and, and cheer for. And uh, that's what this movie's been doing. It's just the main people are laughing, they're crying, they're uh, we're getting letters from all across the country saying people just stay in their seats and watch the credits roll, and uh, they're very touched by this movie. It gives them hope, and it's really a movie about hope and redemption. And uh, it's 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 been an amazing experience to be part of it. I had a wonderful time directing it. And so we shot down in Birmingham, Alabama, with the same crew that shot a movie called Woodlawn with Sean Astin and John Boyd. So we had an amazing crew, and Birmingham just opened up the doors for us, and it was just a great experience. That's incredible, and uh, Kevin, it's uh, most, most much appreciated. I have uh, three kids, 11, 8, and 3, and as a result of just a lack of choices, I haven't been to the movies maybe, maybe two or three times in the last five years, so thank you for giving us uh, family's choices. Well, thank you. We're, we're doing more. Yeah. i got four more done, and the can will be opening next year sometime. Yeah. Well, what about your own family, Kevin? How many kids do you have? What's, how old are they? I got three of them. I got uh, my boys are 16 and 13. My daughter just turned 12, and my two boys are actually in the movie. Uh, we were homeschoolers, so they've been traveling with me for all their lives, and so they grew up on movie sets, so they're not intimidated and not in awe that movie set is sort of like normal for them. And my boys, uh, because of that lifestyle, they started taking acting classes about three years ago, and I auditioned them for the roles. I said, look, if I don't feel you can handle this, I'm not going to put you in. I got too much online here, so they did a great job and they actually feel the movie in terms of all the comedic elements. I'm very, very proud of the work that they did. Well, that's great. Well, the nut sure doesn't fall far from the tree from what I've seen. Well, and, you know, it's, a little it's bit an of... amazing thing. Pardon, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the way this thing came around is my wife actually wrote the script. We called a very dear friend of ours, Dan, Dan Gordon, who's an Academy Award nominated writer. He wrote the hurricane, Denzel Washington. He wrote Herb Kevin Costner, He's a showrunner on uh, Michael Landon's Highway to Heaven, a great writer. He looked at the script, did a major rewrite on it. And uh, after it was done, I got a call just a short time later from Sean Hannity from Fox News. And he said, look, I love your movies, God's Not Dead, and What If, and Abel Field. I want to do something like that. And I said, well, we got something. So we flew to New York. We pitched him. He fell in love with it, signed a check right away. And within four or five months, we were filming this thing. And here we are a uh, year and a half after meeting with Sean. Then we got a movie off theaters that people are reacting to. So it's the whole thing's a God thing, the way this even put together and the way it happened. So it's it's been uh, it's been a great ride. It's a very encouraging. Happy to hear that. And uh, for those of you just turning in, this is Kevin Sorbo. Yes, Hercules himself. And i got to admit, I'm a little starstruck. I've been following him for a very long time. I've been a fan of the action and sci-fi genres ever since I was uh, real small. So I, I've watched every episode of Hercules. i watched every episode of Andromeda. And I know he's um, more known for his Christian works lately, kind of like how Kurt Cameron went from Growing Pains to now he's uh, working with Way of the Master and doing his own documentary. So, Kevin, it's neat to see you reinvent your career and just uh, take a direction that definitely uh, has um, a, a need out there. There's a lot of people that want movies like this, and it's, it's, it's proven it's proved 
box office receipts. I had no idea God's Not Dead was number two at the box office. That's just uh, incredible. Um, a little bit about let the film. Let, uh, no, let to be light. Let to be light was number two at the box office. Let to, well, let to be light was number two. You said, oh, you even said better. God's Not Dead. That came out. That came out three years ago. Now, I'm talking about God. I'm talking about yeah. Michael being not let, let there be light. Right. Right. How was God's Not Dead? How did that do at the box office? Well, that did very well. That was a two million dollar movie that made uh, close to seventy million dollars in the in the box office. So it did okay. it did amazingly well. And you know, it's it's incredible that you know these movies keep coming out from different production companies like the Kendricks, the War Room, and Courageous. And, uh, the response people are getting it's amazing that Hollywood still doesn't want to wake up and make movies like that that speak out to people that start looking for family values and moral movies and movies that you can bring your families to. It's weird to me, but. I, you know, every like I said, everybody's got an agenda, and you know, we're, I'm sort of uh, tired of the secular uh, agenda that Hollywood keeps pushing on us that every everything is okay and you can, you know, not have any repercussions in life, leading any kind of life you want to lead, and uh, you know, there's that, that that everything is fine and it's perfect to be mean, it's perfect to be angry, it's perfect to be, uh, you know, it's 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 weird. I mean, the politics are downhill from culture. We need to change the culture again, and trust me, politics will change right along with it. But we're seeing, we're seeing the divisiveness. We're seeing the angry people out there. We're seeing the riots. We're seeing people, uh, you know, crucifying freedom of speech and tolerance is really a one-way street with these people. And to me, it's, you know, I don't expect everybody to think the way I think, and that doesn't bother me. I don't get angry about it. I don't understand all this attack on, um, on families that want family values restored back into our culture. It's uh, it's a battle, and we have to fight this battle. And the way to do it is through the movies that, with that like I've been doing. I've been, like I said, lucky to be part of this world. And as I'm telling you before, the letters and emails I get from people, it's out there. People want these things to happen. So to make these things successful, though, we need people to go. They need to go to letthebelightmovie.com. That's letthebelightmovie.com. All kinds of information. If the theater isn't showing your movie, you need to you need to be foot soldiers. You need to go down there and say, look, we'll fill this thing up. You bring the movie here, we'll fill it up. We'll do pre-sale tickets. There's all kinds of information, like I said, on the, on the website. So uh, we need people to support Wonderful. it like they did with God's Not Dead. Well, you're at the tip of the spear. And even here in conservative Texas, we fight these battles. It's just amazing how the culture is attempting to shift a certain direction. But there are, there are a lot of people of faith. They're just uh, um, slowly rising up and saying we've had enough. So thank you for being a part of that. Well, and, you know, it, uh, happened in the la- it happened in the last election, right? I mean, it's a miracle Trump got elected. But... You know, if he was speaking the way a lot of people are thinking, and I say, you know what, my vote does count, and it woke people up. I mean, I didn't see I didn't see conservatives rioting after Obama got elected into election. You know, it's, it's amazing to see the reaction <laughs> from not only Hollywood but from these these universities, these 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 little spoiled children that need to have safe spaces if things don't agree with their point of view. It's amazing to me. So, um, you know, I'm. I keep telling people that think socialism is a good idea. I said, and what country is it a good idea? Is anybody swimming from Key West to Cuba? Because I'm unaware of that. You know? So <laughs> people still want to come to America. Well, Cuba's opening up. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's opening up. Well, trust me, I know some people that left that country they, that are Cubans. I mean, I'm not the one to speak about it, but I, I could get you some pretty high-profile celebrities that had to escape Cuba, and they're not going to speak too highly of what that, what that regime was like there. Oh, my gosh. Well, they have a strong Christian foundation in that country, so a little economic freedom, I think, would serve them quite well in the years to come. So let's be praying for Cuba, I'm sure. That's fantastic. 
Amen. Well, a little bit about this movie. I watched the trailer, and I was quite touched by it, uh, especially in college. I was sort of a closet uh, agnostic myself, and I, I thought about um, I was very close to some of my uh, very radically atheist professors who I saw, like you said, Kevin, they had a faith of their own. And I, I recognized that almost religious fervor they had for uh, evolution and um, just uh, using government to push society along. I, I got it. And I started sympathizing well, you know a little bit for it, but I, I, uh, if, if those if those professors believe in survival of the fittest, then they shouldn't have an argument against ISIS, right? I mean, they're they just should. survival of the fittest. So you know, but, uh, and as I tell them, you know, as they sit at their desk in their office, tell them, ask them who made that desk. Did the desk just appear? Did it just like magically appear? You can't get something from nothing. All right, there's something no. far greater than you or I. And you can argue all you want about the chicken and the egg, but somebody started all this, and it certainly wasn't you or me. Amen to that. And I think Saul Harkins, the main character in this movie, find that out, an atheist professor who was a, a lousy part-time dad, but a near-death experience changed his life. No, he's not. Wait, wait, he's not, a, he's uh, not. The atheist professor was my, my character in God's Not Dead. This, is, this guy's Hawkins. He's, he's Hitchens. Dawkins or Hitchens. He's the world's greatest atheist. He, he travels the world. Okay. He writes books. He, he's... He's like the he's like the he's not one of those wimpy little college professors. This guy ah. is a super powerhouse. This guy is like the ultimate one. Somebody asked me, so he played another atheist, and I said, Yeah, there's only two of them in the world and I decided to play both of them. So, <laughs> it's like Clay, Clay he's gonna do seven westerns playing the same character, but I can't play another atheist in a movie. I said, Okay. So I think it's yeah. just kinda of funny. Well, I'm sure you did both of them different and I uh, used your your um acting skills to make them distinct uh, characters, for sure. And, They're definitely well, different, and uh, it's been good. Yeah, and uh, so I understand uh, the main character in, uh, again, Let There Be Light. Don't get confused. I know Kevin's been making a lot of movies lately, but Let There Be Light is new release, and it's easy to get tripped up a little, I guess, a little. Um, but uh, we know that the, the main character, uh, he has a, a brush with death in this movie. And I was reading up on your bio, Kevin, and uh, I remember I remember this from um, when I was watching Hercules. Uh, I think around season five, you had several strokes yourself. And uh, I understand I that did. was a pivotal moment. So is, is there a little bit of you in this character in the movie? Well, I think every actor brings a little bit of themselves every role that they play. So uh, okay. is there something I could relate to it? Yeah, certainly I, I could. I mean, I had three strokes. I mean, here I am, you know, the number one TV show in the world, and 6'3", 230 pounds, I was like seven percent body fat, I was in better shape than I'd ever been, even in my twenties when I was playing sports all the time. My team, and uh, for me to suffer strokes, I mean, I was everything opposite of what happens. You know, most people that are stroke potential stroke uh, victims, you're talking diabetics, overweight, bad eating, smoking, drinking, everything. I was opposite of all that, and I still suffered strokes. So, um, you know, it was a long battle to get back. You know, and uh, luckily I had a strong. Uh, uh, faith to begin with. Luckily, I had a strong fiance that bolstered that faith, and I just sort of fought through. It took me three years to fully recover, but it was it was a long road, and it didn't change my worldview. But in my character Saul Harkins and and Let There Be Light, it definitely racked his world to a whole different level. He couldn't quite figure out a vision that he had um, when he had his near death experience. He can't wrap his mind about it, so he actually spirals into even a darker circle. And he, he finally reaches out to his ex wife, who was a Christian, and said, "Look." I don't know what's going on, but I, I don't understand anything, and I need your help. And that sort of is his road back to recovery. It's a story about redemption. It's a story about faith and hope, and it's kind of a love story as well. I see. Well, is that your main desire with uh, Let There Be Light to tell a story, or is it, is it something more um, ideological underneath it? Is there, what, what's, your, what's your hope for this movie? You just said the word. It's hope. 
This movie is all about bringing mm. hope because people are looking for hope in this mad, mad, crazy world we live in, this politically correct insanity that's going on, that everybody's offended by something. Um, I just, uh, I'm hoping this movie brings hope to people. I hope that it, it, it motivates them to at least think a little bit. I've had agnes, agnostics and atheists come up to me and say, look, I don't believe the way you believe, but somebody brought me to your movie and a couple of things in there kind of hit me and made me think a little bit. And that's a win-win to me because I'm, I'm trying to reach across the aisle. I don't want to just preach to the choir. I want people to at least think about it. I, mean, I don't understand why we get so angry in these debates and stuff. To me, it's like I've got atheist friends. We have we talk, we go over stuff around the golf course, hanging out. We still part as friends, you know. I'm I'm not going to fault them for believing the way they believe. They don't fault me for me believing the way I believe. But um, to me, it's like why can't we just have an open discussion and not be so upset and angry about it? Hmm. That's for sure. We're just uh, more polarized than ever before, and I think even fatherhood, uh, a big theme in this movie, from what I can tell, it's certainly under attack. Yes. It just seems like uh, you're just not allowed to uh, be a full-time dad. You get grief for not uh, spreading your wings and you know doing other things. But uh, is, is there, is, do you think uh, fatherhood's becoming uh, something that's being shamed, or do you think uh, there's there's a kind of a renaissance in uh, fatherhood taking place? I think there's a slow renaissance, I and mean, it's about time because if you look at the way uh, Hollywood sitcom television treats fathers. I mean, they're always mm. fat and dumpy and stupid. They're Mothers goofy. always fine. Yeah. Kids are always making fun of dad. Dad's a dope. You sit there and do that over and over for decades, and then pretty much kids start looking at it that way. The dad's the idiot. And if you look at the minorities in this country, you look at inner cities, and back in the 60s, before the Welfare Reform Act was signed, 20% of, of uh, the African Americans were raised by a father. It's 80% today, 80%. Now, you, 80%. you tell me this. Eighty percent. Mind blowing. You tell, you tell me that. You tell me this. That you look at the riots in Ferguson. You look at the riots in Baltimore. You look at the riots in our schools. You look at the riots in uh, the murder rate in Chicago. Those mostly thirty years old and younger men. Would they be out there doing the damage, doing the hurt, being filled with anger and filled with hate? Would they have, if they had any biblical principles in their life, if they had any godly values in their life, would they be out there doing what they're doing? I guarantee you they would not be out there doing what they're doing. We give Bibles to prisoners. We give Bibles to them, but we took them out of our schools. And look what's happening in our schools. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not the best Christian. I'll tell you that right now. You know, I'm, I, I am a Christian. I have my belief. But I know I'm not, I'm not a perfect person. I don't try to pretend that my life is better than somebody else. And I'm a better person than somebody else. Because I, I, I know I'm not. And I admit to that. But I still want to work on it. I still want to be a better man. And it takes a lot of work because I fall down every darn day, you know. But uh, when yeah. I look at what's going on in our country right now, I look at the, the hate and the anger, and it's, it's unbelievable to me. And it comes from the broken family. We have destroyed the family structure in this country. And once again, through the media and everything else, we, we've, everything is all right. It's not all right. And you see what's happening in our country right now. We're falling apart. You know, our forefathers are rolling over in their graves right now. And I say that as a big fan of The Simpsons and the Homer Simpson archetype, you know, the, the dopey father. <laughs> it's funny to a degree, oh, yeah. but at some level it becomes a stereotype. Yeah, I mean, that's funny. I laugh at those shows, too. Yeah. I've seen Family Guy and all that stuff. But, you know, he's, yeah. he's got his messages sent out there, too. I mean, Seth MacFarlane's an atheist. He admits an atheist. And he goes after anybody that uh, believes in family values, believes in God. He goes after them, you know. Yeah. Well, Kevin, to your previous point, I think there's there's no shortage of churches out there. There's more churches than ever before, especially with the modern church planning movement, uh, especially in the African-American community where religious life is, is central. But uh, what do you think the missing element is? Uh, surely it's not a lack of churches. What, what's the, uh, what needs to happen to uh, get us back to our, our, um, our nuclear family uh, moorings? 
Well, I'm hoping movies like Let There Be Light. I'm hoping movies are more faith-based movies that keep coming out there more and more again. And uh, you, you said earlier, you know, the silent majority finally spoke up and they're waking up and they're realizing that their vote counts. They're realizing that they can make a difference. So I, I think I think people are fed up and they're, they're saying, you know, enough, enough of this stuff. So I'm I'm hoping that people just find a way. I don't know how that can be. I think we all have to do our little part and churches need to be part of it. I mean, churches, churches, you know, they, they work for God. They don't work for government, but look what's going on with our government. It gets bigger and bigger and tries to take more control. They want cradle-to-grave responsibilities for everybody. We'll take care of you. We'll punish those who are successful. And that's what they're doing. From 2008 to 2016, when Obama was president, 1,908 businesses left the state of California. They left. Wow. Because they, 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 because they made it so difficult to do business in taxes and everything else. They went to Nashville. They went to Dallas. went to... Uh, Nevada. I mean, they left. And, you know, what was their answer? They raised our state tax in California from 10% to 13.5% last year. Hmm. You know, so, so would you say, would you say that's an example of Well, everything they do is the opposite of what should be done to make things better, but that's on purpose. It's just like the destruction of our public education system. Hmm. They want to control everything. Well, there's certainly something more sinister behind the scenes than just uh, taxation. Of course there is. You know, it's hmm. communism and socialism have never worked, and yet that's the direction we're moving. It's never worked. Show me where it's successful. Show me where it's awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, capitalism. Uh, well, you know, Kevin, perfect, uh, but it, but it's what built this country up was was the individual, not government. It's individuals that made America great. That's certainly correct. And uh, I know with our organization, we we pride ourselves on being bipartisan, not favoring Republicans or Democrats, but focusing on the issues. But uh, I do know that in my life, every time I've helped a soul come to Christ or discipled somebody, when they took man off the throne and put God in his proper place in their hearts, they automatically left big government. They were no longer proponents of uh, using government to achieve every social goal. Oh, that may be your flight. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got to actually jump off here now because I got to port my slide. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Kevin Sorbo, we appreciate you giving us what time you had. Seattle, actually, to Seattle to do a uh, speak at a uh, Christian university there. So, um, so I got to uh, get rolling here, sir. But go to letthebelightmovie.com. Letthebelightmovie.com. Well, we will pray for your uh, um, engagements there, and thank you so much, uh, Kevin Sorbo, everybody. And uh, we wish I can. I look forward to seeing your movie very soon. Thank you very much. Okay. Wow. I'll tell you what, Kevin Storbo, we talk about uh, somebody who's a great friend of Texas values and a great friend of uh, capital P and capital V Texas values, a great friend of our organization as well. And we're uh, very thankful to have him on the show today. And again, a little bit starstruck here, so forgive my uh, my nervousness. But uh, um, yeah, I was pretty um, amazed at uh, Kevin Sorbo's uh, just the diversity of his career. I remember when he started on Hercules, I thought, well, I recognize this actor. And I am um, I used to videotape uh, shows that I mean, back when you had VCRs, we would you know videotape things and uh, watch the shows later and certain uh, things you couldn't catch later because we didn't have YouTube. We couldn't just go back and watch shows. So I had all kinds of videotapes of favorite shows and TV events that I wanted to watch later. And I, I started noticing um, uh, I couldn't prove about that. I think Kevin Sorbo used to be in various commercials. And I would find commercials he was in. Like, See, I, I told you there's Hercules right there. He's in this uh, deodorant commercial or this uh, car commercial. <laughs> it was just great. He was one of the first actors I recognized as somebody who uh, had a very diverse career. And it's neat to see his career taking um, this um, jump toward Christian cinema. It's a it's a great, uh, it's, a, it's expanding film. It's, again, Christian cinema is becoming um, more 
talented, more uh, widespread, more uh, uh, well-funded, as you said. Um, millions of dollars now being invested in these movies that used to maybe get one million or half a million, and um, they were uh, rated as uh, grade B uh, cinema back in the early 90s, but now they're major um, blockbuster movies, so we're happy to see that. So, wow, just uh, happy to have Kevin Sorbro on the show. And uh, if you want to see a clip of the movie, again, you go to uh, letTherebeLight.com, or you can go to our Facebook page where we have uh, a clip of the movie up there. So our, our website, on our, we got our website, txvalues.org. Look for the Facebook and Twitter link. You can click either of those. I'll have the um, clip up on Twitter as well. Or you can just go on Facebook, type in Texas Values, or go on Twitter and look for TX Values, and you can find the preview of the movie there. Okay, also what's going on today, Jonathan's in Houston, and uh, again, I said earlier in the show, he needs to be there. He is a lifelong Astros fan, and I was so glad to see that, and I'll admit, I'm not the biggest sports fan. I don't, I don't really follow baseball as much. I was, I was shocked to hear the Astros had made it, but I'm like most people when it comes to politics. You know, they wait till the general election, and then uh, there's a presidential race, and they take interest, um, but that's kind of what we're doing at Texas. Values, uh, even though we encourage everybody to get involved from uh, every election. There's an election going on right now in Texas for the constitutional amendments and several local school um, bond elections and uh, local races. So we encourage you to get involved. But um, if you, if you're not the kind of person that has the time to follow politics or follow the Texas legislature or or learn all of the nomenclature and the procedures that just um, make it a um, a very complicated process. And don't worry, that's what we're here for. And we need your support to keep an eye on the process. And as one example of that, uh, uh, Jonathan was at the federal courthouse in Austin yesterday for the opening of a trial involving the dismemberment abortion ban. If you don't know about that, that was a Senate Bill 8 last session. And what it did was banned the um, abortions that and I don't want to get too graphic on the radio, I'm going to be careful how I say this, but it, it tears an unborn child limb for limb in the womb as a means of terminating the pregnancy. And that's something that universally we should be opposed to. There's no question about it. But we found that there are people that support it. They don't really consider the fetus fully human. Uh, they consider it a problem that uh, uh, mothers would have uh, moral questions about whether this is right. And anyway, we have some... Uh, uh, interesting thoughts on our Facebook page. Go take a look at it. Our recent press release goes into detail about what we observed on day one of the trial. But that's the kind of things we can do with Texas Values. We can uh, keep an eye on those um, those uh, court trials, those hearings, those uh, legislative hearings, um, press conferences that are in Austin that just kind of happen on the fly. We're there on the ground to keep an eye on the things that you can't. And so um, consider donating to Texas Values. We can uh, certainly use all the help we can get to help uh, keep defending faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. On that note, we have a gala coming up on December 7th in Houston, our fifth annual, actually our fifth anniversary gala. It's going to be our Faith and Freedom Gala. And we're going to have um, a great guest you might recognize from Fox News, Todd Starnes. He's a host of his own show. He's a columnist. He's uh, Wow, broadcaster extraordinaire. We are happy to have Todd, and, uh, and he has a ministerial background as well. We're looking forward to having Todd at our gala. We also have uh, Reverend Rafael Cruz. Yes, the father of Ted Cruz will be there. We'll have Senator Lois Kolkhorst. We'll have um, um, all kinds of guests. I need to look at the list later on. Maybe we'll talk more about the gala on our next show, but it's going to be a great time. It's shaping up to be one of the prominent political fundraisers of the year. So if you can make it, you can go to our website, txvalues.org, and consider buying a ticket. If you're going to be around Houston, that'll be a great opportunity. And uh, we're looking forward to having a Dallas event, too. We'll have more information on that soon. 
Well, that's about all the time we have. Again, uh, there's a lot going on lately with the holidays coming up, so we urge you to keep an eye on our uh, social media. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Visit us at txvalues.org. That's txvalues.org. And also, you might be interested in the Faith and Family Scorecard, and that's our our, uh, 501c4 organization that can get a little more into the nitty-gritty of politics. Go to txvaluesaction.org. Txvalues, add the word action, and .org. And you can see our scorecard of the 85th legislature. We go into great detail about the votes that were taken, the amendments, um, uh, things that you might even think about, kind of like uh, me and the preseason baseball. I just didn't follow that at all. But <laughs> you don't have to because we take a look at these things for you, and we graded every member of the legislature, Texas House and Texas Senate, and you can see how they scored on uh, various uh, faith and pro-life and uh, religious freedom issues. Go take a look, txvaluesaction.org. And again, that's about all the time we have. I, I thank our guest, Kevin Sorbo. Thank you to the, the Bridge 1120 for and all the work they do and we will see you next week.